Welcome to the Naturopath Next Door podcast, an unfiltered health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast without the fluff. I'm your host, Pam, naturopath, nutritionist, personal trainer, and owner of Pam Heard Naturopath. Hello, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Naturopath Next Door. Today, we're going to be learning about the art of saying no. Saying no can be really hard because we don't want to let other people down. But essentially at the end of the day, if you're putting other people first in in front of you, are you doing yourself a disservice? That is the question. So today we're going to be talking to Rochelle and she's the founder of How to Live Slow, a podcast designed to help women slow down, live intentionally and transform their lives. So we're going to be going over a three-step process to help you say no. Hi, Rochelle. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Good for a day. I went back to the gym and I feel so much better for it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Returning to all of those things, we just went back to swimming for the first time today and I was kind of dreading it, but actually it's kind of nice now that we're back in that sort of starting to get into those routines. It's actually kind of refreshing to leave the house. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name's Rochelle, as you said. Um, I live in Brisbane. I've got two young kids, like preschool age. Um, I'm a life coach and, as you know, I have my podcast, How to Live Slow. So I'm pretty obsessed with, like, personal development and, like, lifestyle design and that sort of thing. And how do we say no? Because sometimes we can feel really guilty for it, can't we? (laughs) Oh, totally. Yes. So I, yeah, slowing down and learning how to say no, it's like hand in hand. So saying no, um, it's something that we really all struggle with, I think. And I think that's because, you know, especially women, we're such people pleasers and saying no can be like quite confrontational. It feels really hard. It's like, um, so we shy away from it. So I have kind of like a three-step process that I like to do. And like the first two are kind of like inner work. So I would say the first step is to start listening to your inner voice. You know, when you're in a situation and someone says, you know, hey, can you do this for me or can you do that? And you you don't even really notice or that you've got this funny feeling in your tummy going, oh, I don't want to do that but the words have already come out of your mouth. Yeah, sure. You know, that sounds great. Love to. Um, So my first step is to start like taking a pause and listening. Is my tummy kind of like fluttering here? Is my voice in the back of my head going, oh, I don't actually want to do this or, you know, that sort of thing. And just to start to notice that because you can't like saying no. The first step is to to recognize when you want to say no to something. Because quite often, like I said, that first word that comes out of your mouth is "Yeah, sure, okay, that sounds good." And then we think, um, "Why did we say that?" Because I yeah. really wanted to say no, but then yes came out instead. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because it's so automatic that we want to, you know, for people to like us for. We, we don't want to let people down. It's, you know, but ultimately if you're saying yes to things when you really want to say, like you're saying no to something else and usually it's yourself that you're saying no to by default. So yeah, definitely because you're just making yourself even busier, right? And you think, how the hell am I going to fit this in now? Like what am I, what, what else do I have to change in my life to be able to, you know, 
prioritise this that I've just said yes to when I should have said no? Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And quite often and, well, most of the time it's the things that you really want to do but you're you're always re, um, I guess, what's, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Um, you're renegotiating your schedule and like letting go of like all those self-care things like going to bed on time or, you know, maybe it's reading a book or, you know, spending time with the people in your home. <laughs> like quite often our partners, especially if we have them, are the last people that we prioritise apart from ourselves. So I find that like, you know, we give, give, give to everybody external to our homes, but the people in our homes often get the last bits and the snappiness because we're feeling so stressed and overwhelmed by everything that's going on outside of our house. Absolutely. And what's step number two? Oh, yes. Yeah. So step number two is to then, once you've started to listen to that inner voice, is to start thinking, okay, well, what would be my preferred outcome? So I've said yes, but what would I have preferred to have said or how yeah, how would I, what would I be willing to accept? And that is your boundary. Once you get clear on that, that's what you know is the minimum for you. And it, then it's like also like in, with when, when I say like holding a boundary, this is also saying like the same thing as saying no. So it's also looking at your diary and scheduling in the white space and being okay that, that, that that's your diary and that is your right to be able to say I'm holding that as my boundary and I'm not going to let other things take up that time. What do you um, mean by white space? So white space is the downtime. Like, you know, you get to Saturday morning, for example, and you've got a kids' soccer game, a birthday party, something in the afternoon. You've also got to do the groceries and some laundry. So quite often all of those other things like, you know, actually preparing a nice meal or things like that, get that is white space. It's time in between those events so that you're not rushing, you know, so you don't have to leave the birthday party because you've got to get to the soccer game and you can actually just choose one thing and be there rather than constantly thinking got to go here, got to do that. And that's ultimately I think that's much more fulfilling actually being in each of those places and and physically and mentally arriving if that makes sense so when you're at the soccer game you're actually watching the game rather than thinking about all right how am I going to quickly you know hustle the kids back into the car they can't stay and play because we've got to get to this next thing so the white space is allowing you to not rush basically do you think lockdowns highlighted how busy we actually are Oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us, there's been different experiences, I think, with lockdown. Um, I know, like I have talked to a lot of women and they've said, you know, the domestic side of things has totally increased. You know, they're the ones that have taken on the majority load of the schooling when kids were at home. But at the same time, they're not commuting. So they're home for dinner or they're, you know, they can prepare proper breakfasts and that stress of rushing everyone out the door to get them to school and daycare and everything all of that went away so and then obviously not being able to do sports and birthday parties (laughs) I think has sort of let everyone sort of see like okay the world didn't stop spinning and you know like I didn't have to let all these people down by not going and maybe I don't have to continue to stretch myself so thin 
maybe I can just say yes to a couple of things. Yeah, and I think it's really hard for some of us to get our head around the fact that saying no doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It's just making um, sure that you are essentially taking control of your life. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Like you have a right to say no without feeling guilty and you have a right to make your time just as important as everyone else's. We can't come last on our list of priorities. We have to be the first thing. Otherwise, we just can't show up for the other people in our lives. Particularly, you know, family, like you said, sometimes they get put last and all of these other things. Um, You know, I make sure that I go to the gym as a priority for me because I know how much better that is um, for the rest of my life and for my children because I'm not so freaking angry all the time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's right. Because you've put, you've put one of your own needs or one thing that you want to do as a priority and that can only make you feel good. And then you can, you know, when your kids make demands of you, it doesn't feel like such a demand. It just feels like them needing something so you can be there for them. And yeah, so that's why step three for me is Once you've figured out those inner things, then you can start to speak up and say, you know, no, I'm not available. I'm really sorry. I have other commitments. And they don't need to know those other commitments are literally to just stay home and, you know, do whatever you want to do or go to the gym or go to bed early or whatever it is. And then the bonus step is related to what we were just saying. And that is to acknowledge and accept other people's boundaries and don't make it mean something about you because, you know, judgment works both ways. When you feel like you can't say no to somebody because you don't want them to judge you or think you're not a nice person, have a look at how you perceive other people's boundaries and and if they're saying no to you, it's not, we so often, we might take it personally, but it's not personal. It's just that, you know, we need to acknowledge that people can hold their own boundaries as well. And I think when you respect that and when you can notice other people's boundaries and respect them, then you can start to respect your own just as much. And I think that's really important and powerful. Oh, absolutely. You just have to own it at times, don't you? And, you know, when you start this process, do you find that it takes people a little bit of uh, time to actually, you know, be able to consistently say no? Oh, yes. Like I have been, even myself, I still struggle with it. It is a constant thing, but it does, it is, it is a muscle. It is something that we need to be really, really clear on what our priorities are when we're, and that's why the first two steps have nothing to do with other people. They're to do with how you feel and, you know, what you're willing to accept. So, yeah, before you can go out into the world and say no without that confrontational feeling. Yeah, sometimes we just need to say it once and then we're like, oh, okay, you know, that takes the anxiety away from it because I know that people yeah. can get really anxious about it. And I'm like, okay, once you get used to it and you get comfortable with it, it just becomes easier. And it's like any other habit, right? It just becomes second yeah. nature and we don't really have to think about it too much. Yeah, that's right. And then once you start to say no and start to see the benefits in your life, and start to be able to tick off those things that are important to you, then you you really see the benefits. So it's much, much easier to say no. Would you normally get people to write down what their priorities are so then they can start to schedule those in and be able to say no as well? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's why um, I think it's really important to understand what you've got in your diary and understand what your priorities are and to to really know that 
your priorities, you can't have hundreds of priorities. By their nature, you have to have a small amount of priorities. And, and here's the thing. That means saying no to some things that you do want to do. Not everything you say no to is going to be things you don't want to do. You might want to go to all the birthday parties or, you know, you might want to have a job and 3,000 hobbies. You might be someone who's really multi-passionate and struggle to say no because you want to do these things. But if you're saying yes to everything you want to do, then really you're saying no to doing them well. So understanding that sometimes you're going to have to say no to yourself and probably that's going to be the hardest no and then understanding those priorities and picking two or three and being okay with having to miss out or learning to miss out on something so that you can show up really well for the main things that you're, you know, like if you want to be a really good mum and you want to go for that promotion, you may have to go forgo some social time with your girlfriends And that's really hard if you've got your, you know, if then you want to try and have a strong relationship with your partner and go to the gym, you don't actually have the time to volunteer at this thing or that thing that you may really want to do. You know, it looks different for everybody. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I think people would really struggle if they um, suffered really bad FOMO, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. That is something that I think um, one of my girlfriends said to me about FOMO with coronavirus is that no, nobody's doing anything. <laughs> nobody's posting photos of their amazing travels. So I have no FOMO. So I'm completely fine with staying home. <laughs> <laughs> so true. There's nothing to compare yourself with. So it's just like, oh, okay. And I mean, in comparison yeah. syndrome, it's not a good thing either. It's not a healthy relationship. Oh, but anyway, exactly. Yeah. That is a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have, yes. I have a lot to say about FOMO and comparison, but we could be here for hours, I think. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So important just to stay in your own lane and, you know, not worry too much about what else is going on around you sometimes. Did you have anything else to add in regards to saying no? Yes, I I do actually. Um, Yes, I do. So another another little strategy I find is, um, you know, say you get invited for dinner. And it's three weeks time and you go, yeah, that sounds really great. Because let's be honest, like I can't remember the last time it wasn't like, you know, somebody invites you out for dinner or something and you're like, okay, we're all free for three, for an hour on Monday at 7 p.m. Like, and that's it for the next, you know, otherwise it's going to be six months from now because we're all so scheduled. Yeah. So you get invited and for three weeks from now you go, yeah, I can definitely, I'd love to do that. That sounds really good. My little litmus test is if that was tonight, you know, would you still move mountains and reschedule your diary to say yes to that thing? If you had to do it today or if it was going to be tonight, would you do it? And if the answer is no, then respect your future self and think the answer's like if like three weeks away, we all feel like we've got lots more energy than we actually do. But if it was a Monday night in three weeks, do you really feel like doing it? So maybe consider that. Like that's a little test for me. Um, if, if it was today, would I want to do it? Yeah, that's a really valid point. I mean, I know personally myself, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I can do it. And then it comes to the day and I think, why did I say yes to that? <laughs> exactly. The last thing I feel like right now is getting ready and going out. It's been a big day. Yeah. And not, not to say that going out for dinner is fun. Yeah, I'm just using that as an example, but 
yeah, I mean, obviously going out for dinner is really nice, having a nice meal, but I think that's a good way of testing yourself. Oh, absolutely. It's a really good tip. So if people would like to find out more about you, where can they head to? Yeah, so I'm on, um, my website is howtoliveslow.com. I'm also on Instagram, same thing, at howtoliveslow and also Facebook. Um, I have a little Facebook group as well, the How to Live Slow community and my podcast, which is on all good podcasting, you know, is it called iTunes anymore and um, Spotify, Stitcher, all of that. Awesome. I'll drop the links below as well. Thank you so much for taking the time out today um, to speak to us. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely to chat. Thank you so much for listening to the Naturopath Next Door podcast. If you are loving what you're hearing, I would really appreciate it if you hit subscribe and leave a short review. Also, if you've learned something this episode, make sure that you share it on your Instagram stories and tag me, Pam underscore naturopath. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a really good day and I will catch you next week on The Naturopath Next Door.